0: Hello everyone, my name's John George, owner of Mr. Robinson Seduced Me in the Rice Dynasty Football League. I just wanted to start off this episode of the podcast by... Complaining about my team. My team is bad. Did you see how unlucky we got on Sunday? So many turnovers, so many bad calls by the refs. I scored 140, I could have had 170. And I'm real upset about it. I'm very, very upset. This week, we have a bye week, but if my team does not score over 150, you'll be hearing about it all week in the chat. You'll be hearing about it on our live stream. You'll be hearing about it next week's podcast. Thank you, guys, and um, have a good podcast.
1: John has just hung up on the Zoom call because he is <laughs> outraged about how unlucky his team has been. He's just so frustrated with fantasy despite his 12-1 record, number one overall seed in the playoffs, and by far best team in the league but he is still so frustrated that he just hung up and is done he said i should have scored more i only beat tom by 43 points that wasn't good enough i'm ashamed of my players i'm dropping them he's nodding at everything i'm saying because he just called me back because i said john look i'm sorry we'll just we'll just talk about your team the whole time because there's obviously (laughs) nothing else to talk about here
0: Okay, and now let's start our frame-by-frame analysis of the Deshaun Watson pass they called it an interception when it shouldn't have been an interception. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, obviously I, I, I'm i I'm, I'm a bad man.
1: <laughs> One o'clock strikes and John is just hammering the chat. I am so unlucky. John, you're projected to win by 40. I can't believe this. I'm... I'm gonna lose the one seed, John. You're gonna win by fifty.
0: Someone just needs to take my phone from me. Someone <laughs> needs to take my phone away. That's how I. That's my therapeutic way of calming myself down is making sending a thousand chats. Um,
1: meanwhile, meanwhile, <laughs> Quinn and Tom are over here like sweating. Tom's like, "I'm not gonna make the playoffs." I'm mad. <laughs> Quinn's like, "Oh my gosh, I'm in such a tight game. I've never made the playoffs in three years playing in this league." And John, who's made it in every single year, and has made the championship, is out here complaining about only getting the one seed by forty points.
0: I'm so sad. Um, you know, Tom. Tom was pretty pissed at me, and I understand. But, you know, Tom, Tom, I was in a worse position this past week, and you you got to admit that, my man. I'm sorry. um yeah how can
1: you live with yourself (laughs) well i would like to give a congratulations to the playoff crew the teams that have clinched a playoff spot quinn quinn's hard dick after three (laughs) long years of waiting this man was taught abstinence and he finally quit he's like nope no more i'm ready let's go and he's here This man is here. He's in the playoffs, and he looks as good as anybody. Um, We knew Chris was in the playoffs, but, man, RIP, though, to Alex, because he was one game away making playoffs. Four wins on the season. It's really good, considering what his lineup was. Um, Grant, kind of the same thing. Grant had a really nice year, and it's kind of a shame that he missed the playoffs because he was competitive he still had a 122 point week which is pretty good and uh, if he didn't play zach moss and instead played david johnson like we told him to on this podcast he would have made the playoffs that's sad
0: yeah yeah one move away um one one move away and that was the third most third highest score this week so Pretty sad Actually, way. no,
1: he wouldn't have made the playoffs because points four. He had to win. He had to beat Quinn by... Oh, no, Quinn, the record no, would have yeah, switched. The record. Yeah, so, yeah, yep. he would have made it. Damn. That's sad.
0: Yep. So, yeah, sad way to go out for, for good old Shaky's chin, obviously. So, But, yeah, this is, a, I mean, we're going to go through the power rankings. The power rankings are going to be very different this week. We have like playoff odds to go alongside the power rankings, and we have if, if you haven't listened to our podcast before, you're a newcomer here. RIP segments for the four teams who didn't make the playoffs. Um, So, th- this is going to be a jam-packed up, so Then we get to predict the first round of the Toilet Bowl and the playoffs. Huge.
1: I can't wait. Yeah. So, kicking it off, John. Number 10. Is this an RIP team or is this a playoff team? <laughs>
0: Well, you see, you caught me in a precarious situation here, Michael. If, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, you you don't know that I put Nick at number ten out of nowhere. <laughs> and there's honestly, he probably should have never been at ten. I'll be honest, but since I put him there and he didn't do much better this week, and he scored less than Charlie and Alex, I feel like I'm in a situation where I do have to keep him there at number ten. <laughs> Which Michael is doesn't agree with completely, obviously. And I you know, I I don't know if I one hundred percent agree with it, but you know, I I think he had a pretty abysmal week, if I'm gonna be honest. Besides Lamar Jackson made a return to the ground game at least. He had 94 yards rushing. So uh yeah, next Nick's fine uh, operating he's in the playoffs, but um I yeah. I, I think he if his team if Will Fuller didn't die <laughs> I think he would have been a more worthy candidate for the playoffs for sure, but his team died. So, no. Uh, it happens
1: good. every year yeah it happens around this time every year one of the teams they just go down you know covid just spreads rampantly through the roster happens every year <laughs> and this year it was uh nick's team he is not my number 10 charlie is still my number 10 because you cannot play Dion lewis and royce freeman and be ahead of anybody in this league because they combined for 0.9 points which is absolutely terrible um i he's been he's been starting anthony miller all all year and he didn't decide to start him this week i mean he still won which is miraculous like anthony what the heck are you doing man but oy, not good so he is um he's my number 10 still
0: makes sense does make sense charlie is my number nine so i guess we'll talk about that right now
1: so r.i.p to charlie
0: yep so whenever i whenever i rank someone i'll do the r.i.p segment so r.i.p charlie um and usually when we do RP we do his best moments of moments of the season and what we think he should do to improve. Um his best moments of the season were he he went 2-0 against Anthony and his other win was against Chris. So his incredible. Three, his three <laughs> wins were against teams we were consistently ranking like in the top 5 of the league. <laughs> and he beat Anthony twice this year, twice. Um Imagine if Anthony had lost to Quinn last week, and he <laughs> lost to he Charlie. Missed the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, missed the playoffs. I don't know. I don't think he would have missed the playoffs. I think he still would have been six seed over Grant. I um, Yeah, over Grant and Tom. But um, if Grant, if Grant would have won, Anthony would probably still make the playoffs. In that situation, he would only be out if Tom won against me, basically. So. Mm-hmm. He still would have made the playoffs, but imagine if he didn't. That'd be hilarious. Um, so, Charlie, good good on you for those big victories. And honestly, like I think he proves in those victories, like if he was at full force, I think he would have been competing a lot better and a lot more, and this league would have been very competitive. I mean, this was the team that obviously won last year, so definitely has that pop-off potential. Um, and going forward, my advice is to pick, pick people up you have five empty roster spots. Just pick up anybody. Anybody is better than nothing. Pick people up. And
1: eighty-three dollars left on the waivers.
0: Yeah, pick people up. The reason why Alex went uh, went won four out of five last games was because he started picking people up. Like I said to you on this podcast, pick people up, and you you could pull out wins and actually have a roster, and you might find a, a gem in the rough here. Um, and you could have won some big waiver battles for possibly some, like, rookies that might end up being good. Colin Johnson had another good week this week. I mean, there are rookies all over the waiver wire that just randomly pop off every once in a while because this draft class is insane, apparently. But, um, yeah, that's my advice to Charlie, and he's, he's my number nine. I mean, unfortunate year for him.
1: Yeah, unfortunate year, the defending champion is out, um, and uh, that means... In total, um, four four imposters have been ejected, (laughs) and we have five remaining. (laughs) So we're going to find out who they are. But uh, he was clearly an imposter from the beginning. My uh, advice to Charlie would be you have a few names on your roster that still have some value that are old. It is time to go young. If you decide to keep DK and Saquon and build your team around those guys, that's fine. But Kenyon Drake, T.Y. Hilton, Jameson Crowder, even like eh, Sony Michelle, you might keep Chris Godwin, you might trade him. That's kind of borderline. Sell those, get draft picks, get younger, rebuild. That's my advice. That's
0: good advice. I think Kenyon Drake could still get still has value to a lot of people. He's doing well this year, so
1: Yeah, for another year. And then yeah. he's gonna be like twenty nine and out of exactly. a contract. Yeah,
0: I'm not saying that because I think you should keep him, Charles. I'm saying that because uh. it's time to trade him. <laughs> yeah um, um who's number nine for it, me
1: is nick um and i will add his playoff odds so we'll either be doing an r.i.p segment or playoff <laughs> odds for every team um <laughs> nick is coming really in sounds. yep nick is coming in as the four seed in the bracket but looking at where he's situated he plays against anthony this week and then he would have to place john the next week if he were to win um I currently have Nick at plus 750 to win the Rice Dynasty title, which is the highest odds by anybody else in the league actually over a double. So if anyone (laughs) wants to uh, throw money on Nick, let me know, and I will put it in my bank account, and I appreciate that.
0: I'd like to point out Charlie was probably at the plus 7, probably even higher than plus 750 last year. Yeah, he was. So anything can happen, Nick. Maybe Maybe one of your players will randomly be Kenyon Drake. Um. And
1: I felt weird putting anybody's odds this high. But the difference is I looked at his running backs and I said there is no ceiling. Like, <laughs> the difference was Charlie's running backs last year had a very high ceiling. Um, these guys this year, the ceiling is so low that they have to like, actually have to crouch to get into their houses. Like, <laughs> they are crawling around everywhere. Like, It's like only like 10 points high um, for guys like Todd Gurley and eddie snell and melvin gordon his is a little higher he can actually stand up it's around 15 but nice <laughs> it's, it's tough the ceiling is very low in fact uh, nick has a player that actually quit the team during the game last night which is dead's Bryant. pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> a lot yeah. of problems in nick's locker room i don't like it coming into the playoffs the locker room too many problems will fuller quit he was doing drugs. Nick was telling him, do the drugs. No one do will
0: the, catch you. <laughs> do the drugs. No one will catch you. Do them. Um, and uh, he got caught. Yeah, so. he did. He did. <sighs> yeah, Nick's, Nick's situation's rough. Uh, at number eight, I have Alex. This is another RIP segment. Mm-hmm. M- Mr. Alex George. I mean, what an end to the season for this guy. Um, at one point, he was 0-8. He's 4-9 and 9 now.
1: Won four out of five, tied for best record in the league. <laughs> no one else did any better than that.
0: Yeah, um, and that's his best moment of the season, is winning four out of the five last games. And, like, if he would have beaten Tom, he would be in playoffs right now, which is hilarious. <laughs>
1: no, <laughs> it's scary.
0: <laughs> um, but, yeah, props to Alex on picking up a nice squad. I mean, a lot of these players in your starting lineup are people you just picked up or got from trades like Tim Patrick. Stuff like that. Kaelin Bellage is a great pickup. Ended up being a great pickup. So, yeah, I it, it's it's a true money ball situation. Uh, I, I like it a lot. And going forward, I do more of that next year. But, um, definitely get some good good picks next year as far as draft goes. I don't know if you have anyone of value that you can get more draft picks for, but, um, I think you can keep doing what you've been doing honestly putting putting a squad together you'll eventually get some people worth value and you'll be able to trade them for picks or for other players stuff like that maybe even mike evans goes for for a first round or something like that so
1: yeah i agree i have alex eight um honestly heck of an end to the season for him you have to give him all the credit in the world for what he's done with this roster um, and this is not a good roster still. You look at it, I mean, mm-hmm. like, this is not as good of a roster as Charlie's, but he puts more effort into it, so he's won games, and it's not like he's winning these games by scoring 80 points. Like, he's scoring consistently over 100 in every single one of these wins, which is impressive, because you consider he beat Quinn, Grant, and myself in that stretch. Like, yeah. those are three team. Are- two of those teams are playoff teams, and, um... Grant was like, he's probably better than Nick right now. So those are three of probably the top five teams in the league. And that's impressive. So you got to give Alex props. He's really, excuse me, turned things around. Um, Yeah, I agree with you. Mike Evans is kind of bored. I feel like he's undervalued in this league by a lot of people just because I had him for a while. And I kind of tried to turn him around. But he's been so consistent. Like, even like you look at our trade. Mike Evans has been doing very well since we traded, which was, I think, at the end of week seven. And since then, he's had at least, you know, double digits in four of those five weeks. Um, and honestly, he's scored a touchdown. He scored five touchdowns in those weeks. So that's pretty good. Um, I don't know. He's been good. He's consistently at least a wide receiver, too. And I think he is worth the first round pick in this league. I mean, once you realize that Antonio Brown and Gronk are both leaving that offense, I don't know. I think he's worth that. I, agree. I don't. If you can get that, I would trade it for it. Um, as long as it's not like the 10th pick. So anyway, no, I like this team moving forward. He's got some young pieces too. Um, a guy like John Brown is a guy you could try to trade for like a second round pick. Um, but other than that, hold on to your youth. Like you've got some nice pieces here.
0: Hell yeah. Especially Kiki Cootie, eighteen Especially points. Kirk Cousins. Oh, Kirk Cousins, so good. <laughs> yeah, his lineup. He has some is, nice picks. His lineup's hilarious to look at and be like, "This team won four um, games, four <laughs> five He didn't even have Mike Evans this week, and this was his highest scoring week out of out of all of those wins.
1: Yeah, he he beat me <laughs> by double digits.
0: Insane. Um, Congratulations insane. to
1: him. He was and, so close to being in a playoff spot. He would be the two seed.
0: Yeah, he made he made like a really good move like late um, Sunday too. He was like, "Who should I start?" And I was like, "I'm gonna like between Tim Patrick or whoever else he had in there." And I was, I was like, "I'm gonna leave it up to you here. I, I, I think it's pretty close, but I think you could choose."
1: It's probably between Tim Patrick and Sammy Watkins. If yeah, he made the right choice.
0: Yeah, and he chose Tim Patrick and
1: that was the game that made the difference in the game
0: yeah alex is getting better at fantasy i think this year i saw alex really get invested and really like start to understand the game more so i'm I'm proud of him
1: so this Um, is kind of reminds me of what quinn was his after his first year like quinn started to actually like kind of try more he was like you know you know i have some picks here i'm gonna do my research like I'm going to actually do some things. And he got ripped off in a few trades and then halfway through his second year he was like, "Nope, I'm done with this. I'm working hard. I'm yeah. going to like actually figure out what to do." And it's paid off cuz I think Quinn is a legit contender as you'll yeah. see by my power rankings.
0: That's what I that's what I was going to say. Um I, I was going to say Alex reminds me of Quinn from last year. Quinn like started going out of tear at the end of last year. He didn't make playoffs. But his team started looking really good, and I was like, oh, God, Quinn is starting to look like a contender for next year.
1: So Alex, follow the Quinn model, except (laughs) don't trade your first-round pick for Marlon Mack. Do everything (laughs) but that, and you'll do well. Yeah. All right, so as much as we love talking about Alex's team, this is a playoff podcast. Mm -hmm. He did miss, so um, number seven for me is Tom. Uh, Who's seven for you? tom as well okay good so we can go into the rip (sighs) tough year for tom
0: this is the saddest best moment of the year
1: (laughs) tom did not have a great year overall um he only scored over 110 twice and it was weeks one and two uh and he
0: lost week two
1: (laughs) and he lost week two to quinn's team the rest of the year he did not have a great year um so I have Tom's best moment as his trade Clyde Edwards-Alaire for DeAndre Swift and Cam Akers. I think that was Tom's best moment of the year, and I think it will work out for him long-term. Uh, he's got young pieces that can put this team back together to be a contender next year. I legitimately see that happening as he gets Burrow back, as he gets you know Cam Akers stepping into a bigger role and DeAndre Swift back, plus you add in... Elliott will probably have his quarterback back, and hopefully Michael Thomas is not the stupid, idiot, injury prone <laughs> diva that he has become this year. Um, and then you have Ridley. And if you look at those pieces, that's a contender.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: had Justin Fields to DJ Chark. He's probably a wide receiver, too, at worst. This team could contend next year. It is yeah. scary. So, yeah. as bad as this year was, Tom, the future is bright.
0: Yeah, I mean, if we were doing a very early 2021 power rankings, Tom would not be this low, I'll tell you that. Uh, I think he'd be top five. Yeah, I agree. Um, he, it's, It was an unlucky year. I mean, he got Zeke, probably going to put up his worst numbers ever in fantasy, and it, that's only because Dak went out. Michael Thomas also doing that because he is a diva. You've got tons of youth here. Akers is finally starting to pop off. Swift is he's injured this year but next year he'll be he'll be back it's stuff like coach Coach. yeah and a new coach which will be great hopefully um and and
1: he doesn't bring back adrian peterson to take all of swiss games (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, hopefully we get a smart coach this time but um now i yeah tom's just gotta wait i and tom has that tom has a top four draft pick Next year. Mm-hmm. This is great for him to add to all the youth he already has. That's fantastic. Gaskin looks great too. So um, And he's
1: only a second year guy. Yeah. They like Gaskin. They're they gonna do. use him.
0: I'd only be worried if worried if Miami drafts someone new, which I don't think they should. I'd like Gaskin a lot on their team.
1: They had every chance to take JK Dobbins last year, and they passed on him three different times in the second round. Yeah. Which told me that they have confidence in somebody which shocked the heck out of me. I was really hoping Dobbins would go to Miami, but no, they like Gaskin. I really think at the end of the day, that will be a pretty even trade, dynasty-wise.
0: Yeah, that ends up being a pretty even trade, I would say, as well. Um, But yeah, let's move on to number six, I guess.
1: Number six for me is Anthony. sad. It's tough because this team was the second lowest scoring team in the league last week. And this guy who wants his buddy back, stop the count, Anthony, um, he's in the playoffs. And he has a pretty good shot to make the semifinal. So Anthony is currently here at six for me. Um, One boost to his team is that he gets J.D. McKissick into a three-down roll now that Gibson is hurt. Um, But... Yeah, the rest of the team is pretty questionable. He still has to start, like, a Tyler Boyd or a Leonard Fournette or somebody like that, which is not what you want to see. Um, that that one spot, you get to the playoffs, every spot counts, and that hurts. So it's going to be tough. I have Anthony at 6, and he's plus 350 to win the Rice Dynasty Championship.
0: Interesting. Okay. Um. My number six is not Anthony. It's very tight between Grant and Anthony for me, though, and I have Grant at six. Okay. Um, yeah, Grant. So this will be in our RIP segment since Grant is out. Um, Grant's best moment of the season for me was the trade, the big three way trade, which wasn't a three way trade actually. Um, and right, re- and the league like doesn't recognize it as one, basically, <laughs> because it's not. But I'd say that it was the best moment. I think that's a really good building moment for his team. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is looking great. Um, Despite not even getting, like, one. I think one drive, they just kept going to Hines, maybe. So Mm -hmm. Taylor still scored 22. Um, Daryl, I don't know what's happening in Los Angeles with Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers, because Cam Akers scored 18, but Daryl Henderson's still here. He scored 14. Um, DJ Moore is gonna be great going forward. Debo's looking pretty good still. Um he Debo like didn't get any targets till the end of the game, so. Um and obviously Kelsey's great. So going forward, Grant's team is is looking great. Um I'm not sure if how many giraffics he has.
1: No, he gave them all to Chris.
0: Okay, gotcha.
1: For for some jelly beans and half of a can of soda.
0: Yeah, that kind of sucks. Um Yeah, going forward, I think for Grant, it's going to be more trades. He's going to have to make some more trades to get picks or get younger people. He's a trade expert. Yeah, I mean, he's the trade expert. That's what he should be doing.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep, I have Grant at number five. Um, Grant had an up-and-down season. He started 0-3. Then he proceeded to win four out of the next five. And then he lost four of the last five. So very rocky season. Um, That's how you finish five and eight. Um, He still has a very solid team going forward. Uh, I think like we kind of talked about before, selling the older players to get younger players or picks is going to be important for him. So David Johnson would be good. Um, A Travis Kelsey wouldn't even be bad to sell, even though actually, no, I would hold Travis Kelsey the way tight ends have been this year. You, an elite tight end is worth so much. Um, but now this team has really good potential coming back. DJ Moore, obviously. Um, Jerry Judy, Laviska Chenault, Dak Prescott coming back next year. So you have a young quarterback. Um,
0: oh, and yeah. Team wow. is, back in Rodgers.
1: Yeah. So Might he, be time has, to like, Rogers. he could trade Rodgers. He could trade Rodgers. Probably get a lot for him. So, no, this team has a lot coming back next year. He's in a pretty good spot. Um, The only thing, just use your picks wisely, and you'll be you'll be right back where you are again next year. Yeah, good team, good season for Grant.
0: Maybe some trades of like one of or both of these Bills running backs because I I'm not a bit the biggest fan of their backfield.
1: Yeah, I'm (laughs) not sure if Zach Moss is any good. Yeah, Um, I think he might have Josh Kelly syndrome. Yeah, which is you get a lot of opportunity, but you're actually just not good at football. So, <laughs> true. It's a rare disease. It
0: is so. a very rare disease, but but you know they still someone has value there. I, I don't know who it is. Maybe we'll find out more towards the end of the season. <laughs> okay. Um, what's next? Five. I had I had Grant. Oh yeah, five, I had Grant, and I had Anthony. Okay. I don't have much to add. I mean, he's he's going into the playoffs at a very low point, And that's not great. And I think the main low point is start, who's starting a flex for him. And I think he c- clearly is struggling with that. I mean, I think that was a big part of why he scored so low. Was um, he started carry-on, which I definitely don't blame him for. Carry-on looked good and was getting tons of carries with Swift out. Um, and Juju's just inconsistent. Super inconsistent. So... Yeah, it's, it's, I think that's going to be the roughest part for Anthony, no doubt about it. Um, Did you see what uh,
1: Mike Tomlin said about the uh, Steelers receivers? No. He basically said, uh, you either catch the ball or we find somebody else who can catch the ball.
0: Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not good for Not Juju. Not good at all for
1: Juju, who had seven catches, which is really good. Seven catches. Did you see how many yards he got, though?
0: 28 that's not good good. four yards per catch i don't know how you that would be
1: pretty decent for yards per carry (laughs) yards per catch not looking good yeah these are his last three games yards per catch 4.8 4.6 four
0: yeah that's weird damn i I feel like i've never seen numbers that low nine catches for 37 five catches for 19
1: for reference, Nick Chubb has not had a game this season where he has lower than 4.4 yards per carry.
0: Mm, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so
1: yeah, that's uh, that's not good for Juju.
0: Uh, number four. Good.
1: Yeah, number four. Who is it? Who's your four, John?
0: Chris. Chris Brenton.
1: Whoa. <laughs> Tell me. Tell me about him.
0: All right. Chris Brenton's at number four for me, and uh, this is no knock against Chris Brenton. I think it's more of a more um, more of more of a hype about the team who's ahead of him. Uh, yeah, Chris has still got a great team here. He had an unfortunate situation where he had to play Ito Smith this week. Uh, I did not realize that he just... His whole team was on bye, so he just had no one to put in. Josh Jacobs was injured. Um... Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I can relate. I ha- I have a bunch of Tampa Bay Carolina players in my other league as well, and my t- entire bench was buys, and I was like, holy shit. Um, but besides that, everything's looking pretty, pretty swell going into the playoffs here for Chris. I think the only thing looking down is he's got probably the toughest first-round matchup against Quinn, so that's going to be a little bit scary um Kyler Murray looked a little bit back to his old self not like fully but he looked he he was he he was finally throwing some touchdowns again which is good um but yeah besides that like insane he finally started Montgomery because he had to but he he's insane 26 points Justin Jefferson continues to put up insane numbers and I just can't wait for Chris Quinn this week it's gonna be so good
1: Yeah, that is definitely the game of the week. I... Man, you've kind of convinced me. I'm changing my power. It's easy to
0: convince you on Chris being lower, (laughs) usually. Chris is number four.
1: Um, Christian McCaffrey is questionable for this game. If he is out, Chris is definitely number four. Because... Well, look at, look at who else is he going to play. He's going to have to throw Ronald Mike Jones. Davis back in or Ronald Jones. Um, the disrespect that Chris keeps con- continuing to give to Amari Cooper, though, is nothing short of baffling. He is the wide receiver 13 on the year. He hasn't scored less than 10 points in like five weeks. And, uh, yeah, what the heck? The disrespect. Uh, no, I think. It's possible he puts James Connor back in. I don't know. He's gonna have to make some tough choices this week. And the matchups are kind of up and down for him. So and I and you then you look at the other side of the ball. And then you see Quid's <laughs> matchups. And you go down the line and you're just like, Oh boy. Oh, these look nice. Um so yeah, I, I'm putting Chris at number four. Although his odds to win the Rice Dynasty are plus 175, which are better than, or which are worse than Quinn's, I guess. Quinn is going to be plus 225. I Guess we might as well just jump into talking about Quinn.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Quinn. Obviously, I think this last week just he hasn't been like doing particularly well. He lost his the last three out of four games here actually four out of five maybe yeah he's he it last four out of five he lost but he still made playoffs and it's literally just this last week and finally seeing like everyone in his lineup back to it um and he made like an insanely good Corey Davis start that I wouldn't have done myself probably <laughs> so um good job Quinn Uh, And, like, it's getting to the point where Russell Wilson is, like, losing consistency. Luckily, he plays the Jets next week. Exactly. Yeah. But if worse comes to worse, like, you could also throw in Ryan Tannehill, who's playing the Jacksonville Jaguars next week. That is a tough choice. It's a really tough choice. Last time he played Jacksonville, he scored 36. So it's a really tough choice. I would almost be inclined to put Tannehill in because of how Wilson has been doing lately. But um, mm. Wilson hasn't scored over 30 points since Week 8. Week 8.
1: I, I don't care. He's your guy. You have to ride him. Oh. It's the playoffs. You have to... You cannot tell me, like... Russell Wilson against the Jets. It's the Jets.
0: I know, but he had, he's had tough... He's had very easy matchups in that stretch, and he still hasn't scored over 30. Um, I don't know. It's yeah, tough. I don't care. Michael knows more about quarterbacks than me. So maybe you should listen to him because Michael every week tells me who to start a quarterback. I haven't listened to him and I'm wrong every time. Cause, um, the week I faced him, Michael was like, Oh, not playing Watson. That's weird. And then Watson of course pops off. And then last week, Michael's like, Oh, interesting. You're going with Watson this week. And I was like, yeah, he popped off and he's playing Indy and Josh Allen has to play San Francisco. And, a, Michael, what's again right? So you should probably listen to Michael.
1: <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you, anybody playing the Jets, just put him in. It doesn't matter. Okay. Like, okay. it could be fourth down. It, oh, I don't know. Like, you know, hail Mary, four seconds left, and I would still just say, you know what? Just screw it. I don't even care if Derek Carr had four points the week before. Put him in. He can. be yeah. can beat the Jets. Derek Carr, the start. Did,
0: Derek Carr did score 41 against the Jets last week. So.
1: Yeah, it's not, that, it's not that difficult. The Jets are the worst team against quarterbacks in the NFL. Jaguars are the second worst, but take Russell Wilson. Take the stack with Carson. Um, I have Quinn at plus 225 to win the Rice Dynasty Championship.
0: Wow. Well, only issue is tight end that I can see being an issue here. So. Luckily,
1: he's playing the team that's the worst in the league against tight ends. Hell yeah. So, not bad.
0: Not bad at all. Uh maybe a bit too overhyped on Quinn, but I don't, I don't care. Know. This is like a team that me and Michael have consistently talked about like the most likely to, to be that Cinderella squad this year.
1: I, I think his time is now. My
0: only question mark for him is I
1: think you put T Higgins in. Uh it's it's questionable over Corey Davis, but mm, yeah, never mind. Nah, keep T. Higgins out. Corey Davis is the guy. All right, Yeah,
0: probably. Davis, I think, has more pop-off potential, and he has another easy matchup this week.
1: Number two, and we don't have to spend a whole lot of time on ourselves because we're not playing this week, is me. Uh, for me, I have myself at number two. My team has taken some hits, uh, mainly Antonio Gibson, who is, I think, the running back six on the season before going down to turf toe. Uh, which was sad. So he is uh he's not looking good. Clyde Edwards Alaire was sick and didn't play a single snap. So that's not good. And Miles Sanders looks like he uh they just don't like to run the football and their offense is terrible now. So that's also not good. Um Yeah, a lot of question marks now on my team. Luckily I have a week to kind of figure it out. I have myself at plus one seventy-five. Equ- oh no, sorry, plus 150, that was Chris I have myself at plus 150 to win the Rice Dynasty Championship
0: okay, uh, yeah, you're number two for me as well And yeah, it's hard not to be a little down on your team right now everyone's sort of trending downwards Justin Herbert especially that sucks, uh, he had some tougher matchups here though, and he's got very nice playoff matchups, Atlanta, Las Vegas, Denver Um. so hopefully he starts bringing back up here yeah, Gibson, injury, not good you gotta hope he comes back, and if George Kittle comes back too, maybe you don't need George Kittle though, because Sikki is here, baby. It's t- it's his time. Yep. It's his time.
1: He's been waiting years for this.
0: Yeah. Um. Even though things are not looking down for you, you still got um Devonte Adams who is just targeted every play. I feel like on that offense, uh, Tyree Kill had a little bit of an off week because he had no touchdown. Um. Aaron Jones. Even, no, fantastic. he had a
1: touchdown, John. He did have a touchdown.
0: Did you watch that game? No, I didn't.
1: He caught a touchdown, didn't realize that he caught a touchdown. They didn't challenge it, and it just went as an incomplete pass. (laughs) You need to watch this play. It, like, lands on his shoulder, and he's, like, got his hand on it, and it's a touchdown. And he's like, yeah, I didn't catch it. And then they went to the review, and they were like, oh, my gosh, the ball never touched the ground. So I should have won this week.
0: Damn, I guess he should have.
1: It was like a 70-yard touchdown.
0: Damn. They didn't want it. They didn't want it.
1: It's absolutely ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Well, your team's still looking insane. Cole Beasley, though. Playoff starter for sure.
1: He might be. (laughs) Which is crazy. Colton um, Beasley. Colton Beasley. This guy's going to be the new Rice Dynasty MVP. I'm going to be upset if
0: that's true because I dropped him.
1: You did. The disrespect. Um, Yeah. Okay. Number one at, uh, let me check your odds, minus 175 to win the Rice Dynasty Championship is you, John. This team is insane. It uh, does not have a down week. In fact, I don't even think, your team has not scored, well, let me take a look at your entire season here. i scored
0: uh, under 100 once against Charlie. In week really? 10. Yeah.
1: Which means I'm the only team in the league that hasn't scored under 100 all season. But, no, you have uh, one loss on the year, and it was a week you scored 147. So, you, uh, you've you done pretty well for yourself. You've scored over 140 in what? Five of the last six weeks, and the week before that, oh my gosh, look at your, oh, 139 or higher. Jesus. Yeah, this team scores way too many points. This isn't fair. John's number one.
0: Yeah um what, what michael said
1: what's but, next? But his team it's unfair no it's unfair his team's unlucky
0: yeah it is unlucky though you guys see that derrick henry six points that's bad
1: too <laughs> bad. bad not good
0: deshaun watson could have had 22 points because one of those interceptions was false
1: fake so, interception
0: fake interception uh, the refs faked an interception A.J. Brown fumbled it at the goal line. That's bad. He's Cut he this guy. I'm cutting Cut these him.
1: guys. Cut all Titans.
0: And Dalvin Cook. Why did they give Dalvin Cook the fumble for that one where he did fumble at the goal line? I'm confused.
1: Uh, I don't know what to tell you. He did fumble.
0: I, yeah, I don't know why Sleeper didn't give him the fumble, is what I'm saying.
1: Uh, oh, okay. I thought you said, why did they give him the fumble? He fumbled, and I was like,
0: no, I oh. said why didn't they? Oh, okay. okay. Because they legit didn't in his stats. I don't mm. know why.
1: I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry, John. That you, then you're too lucky. Unfair. This is Shit. collusion.
0: This is collusion. I would have had 140.44 instead.
1: Ridiculous. Shit. All right, time to preview the playoffs. Where do you want to start here?
0: Huge. You want to start with the toilet bowl first?
1: Absolutely. Um... The toilet bowl matchup that i think will be the most lopsided is grant versus charlie charlie will once again be starting the amazing Dion lewis and royce freeman royce freeman um
0: his why headline is... on
1: sleeper is royce freeman takes back seat
0: why did he start royce freeman last week royce freeman i i understand maybe was a startable guy that week where they like didn't have a quarterback mm-hmm. maybe but maybe <laughs> besides that, Royce Rudd has done nothing this year. Like it's clearly been Lindsay or Gordon. And you have Anthony Miller on your bench who at least can score some points. I mean he's gonna fix this lineup. Godwin's off by, so he's gotta put Godwin in and stuff like that. So
1: Royce Freeman's high on the season is five point
0: eight. You know, and Eric That's Ebron hasn't good. been doing for Charlie's team, Eric Ebron might be a start too, because he has I would been rather start
1: thing. him in the flex.
0: Yeah, over Royce Freeman for sure
1: absolutely number five tight end on the year yeah He at least puts up some points i mean oh, look yeah. at his targets 11 11 7 6 6 5 8 that's really good for a tight end yeah uh yeah put him in the flex charlie anyway i think i think uh grant's gonna win this pretty easily big blowout yeah. um yeah i like grant here
0: yeah, Grant should win. Even though I think DJ Moore might be out this week, which kind of sucks. But yeah, Grant should still win. This is easy one, and yeah, these are important game. These are now this year for the first time ever. This is a the decider for who gets a punishment this year. So loser will get a punishment because there's only two punisher, two people with punishments this year. So right, um, and then pretty the last important place game.
1: game is yeah, the last place game determines which. Uh what the order of selection of the punishments is. Yep. So, uh, yeah, yeah, the other toilet bowl game is Alex versus Tom. Uh, Alex has put together a heck of a year. He just has pretty tough matchups this week, uh, which I don't like. And it looks like Swift is going to come back, which hurts Adrian Peterson. And I think the 25 points that he had last week, which is insane. Um, But, yeah, so I like Tom in this matchup here. I think he will pull it off with Swift coming back. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Tom. Put Baker Mayfield in your lineup. Like, what the heck? Just put him in. He deserves it. He deserves <laughs> the
0: start. He definitely deserves the start. I know he's supposed to say Baltimore, but I feel like he deserved the start after last week. That was insane. Absolutely. Um, But, yeah, I, I have to go with Tom, too. It looks like um, Alex's kryptonite will be Tom, unfortunately. I, I know Alex is very upset about his loss to Tom that prevented him from making the playoffs so yeah i think tom should be able to pull this one out just some tough matchups for alex this week for sure i think that's the main reason
1: absolutely all right you want to you want to let us know what do you think anthony or nick in our first playoff matchup
0: anthony but i think this could be closer than than we think here um they both scored pretty low last last week um, Nick Chubb's got a tough matchup versus Baltimore. Uh, Kamara doesn't have the best matchup versus Philly. So I, I think this could be a surprisingly low-scoring week for Anthony. Uh, Mahomes is facing Miami. Miami's defense has been insane this year, so there could be some turnovers. Uh, Mahomes could not have could just not have the best week. But I don't think an upset happens here. I think Nick also has a pretty big dud of a week. Like he has been. <laughs> so Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, I think anything will pull out the win, but I think it'll be pretty low scoring, honestly, for both sides.
1: Yeah, I think this is going to be the ugly, like ESPN wild card game that you see every year. Yeah. Last year it was pretty good, but most years it's like a huge blowouts. Like I remember the Colts just got destroyed one year. Um, another year the Raiders had Connor Cook playing quarterback, and they just got blown out by like forty. This is going to be one of those games. It's just going to be like ugly to watch, but it's still the playoffs, so you have to kind of be excited. <laughs> so Anthony, I think, is going to win this game. I'm going to give a score prediction since it's the playoffs. I think McKissick does help Anthony's team. So I will give Anthony 115, and Nick will score 78.
0: That's a good prediction. I'll give Anthony 100, 100 and Nick... 75
1: oh man we're not optimistic about Nick's scoring (laughs) prospects this week
0: no no actually i'll do i'll bump nick up to 80
1: how nice of you
0: i I like lamar lamar jackson i think could have a nice week we'll see
1: all right john game of the week huge i feel like we're about to spend like 20 minutes on this game
0: Sneaky bad team versus Quinn's hard dick. Project, projected to be 128-127 to 127 right now. And I think a lot of it comes down to Christian McCaffrey and whether or not he plays. It's He's been limited in practice so far, but at least he's doing stuff in practice. That's a good sign for Chris. He's doing some things. Um, I think
1: Christian McCaffrey will end up playing in this game. Yeah. Now, here's the question mark for Chris. He has decided to go with Mr. Thomas Brady over playing Kyler Murray. Now, I know Kyler Murray is playing the New York Giants. But Kyler Murray is also the QB1 in fantasy this year. The number one overall scorer in fantasy football. And you are deciding to bench him? I... I don't know. I think you're asking for it here, Chris.
0: Um, I'm on the opposite side. I think you go Tom Brady for sure here. Minnesota defense is the team that made Mike Glennon look pretty damn good last week somehow. So uh, I think you go Tom Brady here. I, I if anything, if Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray has proven anything to us, it's that if the defense is tougher, he's he's going to struggle at least recently. So that sucks. But I don't as, know. As think great as close.
1: they made Mike Glennon work look last week, he scored only 15 points against them.
0: Yeah, but okay. Tom Brady's way better than Mike Glennon.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. So let's look back to the week before when he played against Teddy Bridgewater, who only scored 19 points. Okay, so Tom Brady, yep, he's better than Teddy Bridgewater too, right? Right? Definitely. Okay, well, what about, uh, what about Andy Dalton? Okay, we'll throw Andy Dalton out of here. When's the last time Minnesota played
0: a good quarterback? i got to find this. Never. Probably Matthew Stafford, right? Probably. Let's find it. What about Aaron Rodgers? They played Aaron Rodgers recently, didn't they? But that was a game they destroyed. Dick
1: Foles put up two points the last time he played the Minnesota Vikings.
0: (laughs) Nicholas Foles, the best quarterback in the league.
1: Well, what about Matt Stafford? He put up ten points against the Minnesota Vikings. Not good.
0: Okay. Yeah, not too good.
1: Even Aaron Rodgers only had
0: 31 <laughs> 31's pretty good, though. So
1: that's okay. <laughs> All right. Fine. I think it's. I, I agree.
0: I think it's a. T- I think it's a tougher decision, but I think at the end they'll be pretty even.
1: I'm just telling you, he's making the wrong call, Chris. You <laughs> should start Kyler. That's going to be the end yeah, of you. Maybe.
0: I mean, the Giants even faced someone who I think is pretty similar to Kyler's play style in Russell Wilson last week. Yeah, and Russ didn't do much. That's
1: true. Eh, we'll see. We'll see. Um,
0: I I think either is not the best choice is what I'm going to say.
1: Okay, let's run down the line player by player and give advantage-disadvantage because I'm so hyped for this game.
0: Okay, let's do it. Tom Brady, Russell Wilson. I mean, we already know. It's
1: Russell Wilson.
0: Yeah, I hundred percent agree. Even if he put Kyler puts Kyler in, and even if Quinn put Tannehill in, T- Quinn just automatically wins this quarterback. You could have like, Patrick Mahomes. It Doesn't matter. <laughs> oh yeah, R- Wilson and Tannehill might be QB one QB two this week. So exactly. Yeah, they're they're uh, really got really good matchups.
1: Carson against McCaffrey. McCaffrey. McCaffrey gets the edge, even though Carson is playing the Jets. If McCaffrey's not in and it's Mike Davis, the edge goes to Chris Carson, though, in my Agreed. opinion. I agree. David Montgomery versus Austin Eckler. Even with the plus matchup of Houston, I'm giving the edge to Austin Eckler.
0: Interesting. Um, This is a tough one. God, Montgomery's schedule is so insane. Um. Okay. Let's see. How did Eckler do last week? I don't even nine but nine nine when the new england patriots shut them out is pretty good literally
1: did nothing they literally
0: scored zero points and he still got nine which is great i would say um yeah i'll give the edge to eckler a little bit here he's got i think atlanta's at least a little bit easier for matchup than the patriots for sure so um
1: with justin herbert as his quarterback austin eckler has gotten 11 16 and nine targets in games
0: yeah that's I still think I still think Montgomery's going to do pretty damn well too. So <laughs> I, I
1: agree. I agree. Yeah. All right, Adam Thielen, DeAndre Hopkins, Hopkins playing the New York Giants, Thielen playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, though.
0: I'll go. Thielen. I'd say
1: draw. Yeah, I'm going even or edge edge Thielen.
0: Yeah, I would agree there. Um, I think in tougher games, Hopkins has been shut down a lot more and. It's been more random. It's it's all over the place for Hopkins this year, I, right? And Thielen has gotten an, an easier matchup this week, and he scored 18, 28, and 17 in the past three games he's played. So he, he's gotten got yeah, he, so, he always
1: gets in the end zone.
0: Yeah, two touchdowns, two touchdowns, one touchdown. So um, it's touched. he's touchdown dependent, but I Tampa Bay games have always been super high scoring, so I expect Tampa Bay-Minnesota to be high scoring.
1: Next down the line, we have Corey Davis against Terry McLaurin, which is not as lopsided as you might think. Corey Davis, in his last five games, nine or last four games, sorry, um, 9.2, 13, 8.5, 29.7. He has two games of over 20 points this year, and he's playing Jacksonville. Terry McLaurin has San Francisco. I'll, I'll still give the edge to Terry McLaurin but it is very small.
0: Yeah, I'll give the edge. I think San Francisco's got a good defense, but I think they were very much exploited last week against the Bills. The, The football team's on a tear here. Yeah, they had a rough, or McLaurin had a rough week against Pittsburgh, but I think he gets back to his normal targets. And I think Corey Davis definitely gets put back down to earth a little bit. I think they both score. I think Davis scores maybe 10. McLaurin scores like 14.
1: Yeah, that's fair. All right, here is an interesting development. Because at the tight end spot, Chris currently has Dalton Schultz in. But it sounds like Mark Andrews just got cleared. Which means Mark Andrews is going to be in for Chris. Andrews plays Cleveland, who is bad against tight ends. So I think Edge clearly goes to Chris here.
0: Um. Yeah, I think I'd, I can't pick any, anyone on Quinn's roster over Mark Andrews. I'm sorry, tight end-wise. Absolutely not. Yeah.
1: All right. Deontay Johnson versus Wayne Gallman. Now, this one I think is very interesting. Look at Gallman since week seven. That is the model of consistency.
0: Wow. And against some very tough defenses in there, too. Um, Arizona, look at, not the toughest defense as well. So
1: but Then look at Deontay Johnson this whole season. That is also the model of consistency. His targets the last five games even the last six games.
0: Oh my God.
1: <laughs> 15, 3, 10, 11, 16, 13, 12. That's ridiculous.
0: Man, Grant would have made the playoffs if he kept this guy.
1: He should have kept him. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, think about having him over Singletary or Moss.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, God. Yeah, that's this is another. This matchup's going to be so good. Um,
1: I'm going to say I'll, even here.
0: Yeah, I'd say even. Maybe a little bit of edge to Deontay.
1: Probably slight, just because of touchdown upside. But Arizona's defense is not good.
0: Yeah, I think Gallman will have a week. Maybe score. I maybe mean, Gallman would have had an even better week last week. I believe it was last week. If Maybe it was the week before. Someone stole touchdowns from him. I don't even remember his name at this point. But that was probably annoying for Quinn.
1: Say his name correctly, though. It is Bruce Wayne Gallman. And then his partner, the backup, Alfred the Butler Morris.
0: Uh, Alfred Morris, that's who it was.
1: <laughs> yeah. he vultures some touchdowns, and then lastly we have Justin Jefferson and Raheem Mostert.
0: Um, oh my gosh! I would I would give um, I would give Jeff, Jefferson a, a good edge here. I Mostert I didn't agree. look great last week.
1: I agree, uh, Jefferson is on pace to break randy moss's rookie record he looks like the one of the greatest rookie receivers of all time after i told everybody that he was a bust Uh, (laughs) (laughs) justin jefferson might be the best player in this class and he is incredible um my only thing i'm asking chris to do is just start ronald Jones. i don't understand why you're not doing that um Ronald Jones is a star, and you need to play him.
0: Over it's who? It's his time. Over uh, who? <laughs>
1: over Justin Jefferson.
0: Oh, my God. This is this is the issue with Chris's roster. It's too it good. Is, it's
1: too good, but then somebody's going to flop, and you're going to say, well, you should have started Rojo, <laughs> you should have started Claypool,
0: Yeah, or no, it's you should have
1: started uh, Keyshawn Vaughn. Probably not. You know,
0: I would hate having Chris's team because of that. Every week I'd be like, "Why didn't I start this person?
1: <laughs> what was I um, thinking?"
0: <laughs> um, um, I might gosh. even consider. I don't know. I I might consider. Most has been pretty consistent, but I might consider throwing someone in over him. T Higgins, maybe a little bit of T, maybe a little bit T action, maybe some uh Ty Johnson action. What are you thinking? <laughs>
1: Oh Ty man! Just go really bold and play Ty Johnson.
0: <laughs> I don't. I think it was pretty random his game last week. I don't know why the fuck that happened. All right, I'll say this. Him. I remember him on um, the Lions. He was bad.
1: He was bad. He was really bad. He did this yeah. to people last year in the playoffs, and he's the Jet. He's on the Jets. Come on, you can't do that.
0: Yeah, um, no, you can't start him.
1: I'll say this for Moster. I mean. He was in a very bad game script last week and only carried the ball 9 times. It was cuz they were down. Yeah. And this week he's playing Washington. Like you're not going to get down big to Washington because nobody gets down big to Washington. Washington grinds out close games. So you can still run the ball. Um I think he's still going to be like a he's going to get more work at the goal line this week. I still start Moster. He's too good to sit. You can't sit him.
0: Yeah. I agree. If, if if he pops off, you're going to regret it <laughs> big time, which sucks.
1: Oh, man, but Jarvis Landry's on the bench.
0: Yeah, I know. That's another option he has. I think Jarvis has a little bit tougher of a matchup here, though, so I'd be worried to start him.
1: Over Corey Davis?
0: Um. Over Corey Davis? Oh, it's too gosh. tough. It's too tough. I think that's pretty even.
1: That is really even. I, I would probably... I, oh, gosh.
0: And at this point, I, I, I would have said start Jarvis or even someone else maybe against over Corey Davis and he decided to go with Corey Davis. So I don't feel right telling him to sit Corey Davis after I would have done it last week. It's fair. Like even, even Hollywood Brown last two weeks, 18 and 12, like definitely he's gotten some touchdowns. Finally,
1: Quinn needs to just play the matchup. Just play the matchup game, put in your best player against the best matchup and just roll with it. It's Um, tough. It's gotten him this far. All right, John, who are you picking in this game?
0: Oh, boy. I think I'll end up going Chris here. Yeah, I think I'll have to end up going Chris. If Especially if McCaffrey's back. I can't pick against a team that has Christian McCaffrey. But my God, as Quinn. I, I think everyone's going to be a little sad that Quinn didn't make it to the second round because I think it's going to... At the end of the week, it's going to be clear he was um, better than Anthony and Nick. Uh, so... It's going to be sad.
1: I agree with you. I think he is better than Anthony and Nick. I think there's a clear disparity in the side of the bracket that I'm on versus that you are on. The side of the bracket I'm on is an absolute gauntlet. And um, I'm going to pick Chris as well because I think Christian McCaffrey is going to play. If McCaffrey's okay. out and he has to go with uh, Ronald Jones or somebody like that, even James Conner, who is currently not in his lineup, then uh, I'm going to give Quinn the edge. So it's going to be that close. I I really want to see this being like a 137 to 134 game for Chris. Okay. He needs to earn it. He needs to earn it.
0: I I do expect them to be um, very high scoring this week. I just looked up the fantasy pro suggested lineup for Quinn, by the way, and it is who he has in now. Quinn's a Um, pro. He is a a pro, but I think they have Jarvis Landry pretty damn low on their wide receiver list right now, to be honest. He's like mid-30s here.
1: The disrespect to Jarvis Landry, he's a top 24 option.
0: Yeah, Uh, they have Corey Davis at number 21 this week, so.
1: Yeah, it's Jacksonville.
0: Um, Yeah, so. Um, Yeah, I I would go. But they, oh wait, never mind. Okay, yeah. It's going to be, this is going to be maybe one of the best games in the playoffs, so. I'm excited
1: yeah i think this will be yeah this and then my next round against either one of these teams are going to be probably the two best games in the playoffs like i'm hoping we get the rematch with you and anthony because those are always fun but yeah I, uh, Anthony hasn't
0: been me in a while but he always has the potential to so
1: he definitely will this time
0: and he won't but uh, he'll, he'll never let it go if he does. So. <laughs>
1: yep i'm gonna go with chris in a tight one ah i don't want to but i have to
0: yeah uh well we'll be we'll be live streaming this week for the first time yes, this season me and in me our new Mike. hats yes we'll get on a we'll get on a zoom call just like we're on right now we'll i'll stream i'll stream it we'll be we're not playing this week so we'll be paying attention to all of you guys or will we
1: <laughs> no, we're just gonna be talking about John's team. John just is gonna be complaining about his own team.
0: Yep, I'm gonna be Why like, "You gotta to be Derrick
1: kidding me!" Henry there?
0: Come, Come on, on. Dalvin. If so, I mean, you, you gotta. If someone does get injured on my team, I will be upset. Just That's fair.
1: You can complain about an injury. <laughs> okay, cool. You cannot complain about like a bad week out of like a Derrick Henry <laughs> or a James Robinson, like Come must-start on. players. You can't. You're not give me, playing.
0: Give James Robinson the ball. What are you doing?
1: It doesn't I, matter. You can't do that. I need more
0: points. <laughs> I need people to get scared of my bye week.
1: Nobody's getting scared of your bye week. In fact, I'm putting in just like my favorite lineup, which means Rashad Penny is coming in this week. I'm playing Salvin Ahmed, even though he might not play. Travis Fulgham is getting a start. Wow. Cole Komet might play or Irv Smith. Nah, just Michael kidding. It's throwing. Mike Kosicki
0: look at him throwing the bye week collusion (laughs) collusion in the league
1: (laughs) we have to bring up collusion on every podcast
0: yeah of course i can't wait till we get the collusion channel next next year it's gonna be fun it's
1: gonna be huge also stay tuned we have news uh the rice dynasty basketball league is starting pretty soon
0: maybe we do a podcast for that one there might be
1: a new podcast coming
0: (laughs) exciting
1: oh my gosh imagine next year when there's overlap between the oh. nfl and the nba and we have we're to do have, both dude, podcasts.
0: We're gonna have to record for so so many times a week it's gonna be insane. no
1: we're gonna have to do one mega podcast where we like mix the power rankings in <laughs> i
0: gotta get there number, at number five because ten. his basketball team's like a number one but his football team's like a 10 so <laughs> about number
1: five yeah yeah <laughs> And then it's going to get really confusing when we have different odors. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is going to be great. All right. Chris, well, good yeah. luck in the first round of the playoffs, losers. We won't be worried.
0: Yeah.